Yes, Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. It's now Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. All set. Let's go. The Zone. Good morning, all you crazy people in the Southeastern Conference. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, powered by DancingRabbitGolf.com, an award-winning Golden Moon Casino. Oh, that's award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf, but we're going to give an award through the Out of Bounds Show to the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook, which we will be hitting up a couple of times here in the next few weeks with March Madness right around the corner. And um, this state may not be loaded in basketball, but the Southeastern Conference is loaded this year with some fantastic teams. Uh, You can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line, 601-707-3750. And then Twitter handle, at Bowbounds, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. And uh, that's where we become experts. As soon as we pull up the Twitter app, that is when we become an expert or a message board genius. Uh, Also, our text line, Mississippi Ag, uh, name change, is now Ag Up Equipment. Ag Up Equipment text line, 601 885 Seven, seven, six. Want to welcome you in. We'll have Mike Detillier at uh, 8.30. WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. LSU Saints. But this is cool. NFL Draft Insider, too. And this year, we're going to have two first-round picks from the state of Mississippi, Charles Cross and Matt Corral, which is cool. That'll make that Thursday night pretty awesome. Give us a lot of uh, suspense and uh, who's going where as far as um, can one or both land in the top five, top 10, top 15, top 20. You know, how's it going to look for the quarterback out of Ole Miss and the left tackle out of MSU? Boy, those are two premium positions that get paid. Uh, You hang out in the league for even eight to 10 years and you go home with – you know, over $100 million. Life's pretty good. Could Aaron Donald really step down? Step, I, I don't think so, but who knows, maybe. Anyway, all right, I got I to gotta go local. I, I have to go with a um, couple things. Um, ben Hallen, Ed Ogeron, and Mike Bianco. That's a trio, right? Um, two of the three are kind of boring, but seem like nice guys, right? Ben Hallen and Mike Bianco. And then Eddie O is... Uh, Well, for sports talk radio, he's like Christmas every week. We're going to play some audio audio a little bit later in the show, and and I'm looking forward to that. He tells a great story on recruiting Adrian Peterson. It is fabulous. I know a lot of you saw it yesterday uh, or throughout the weekend, and um, it was really, really good. But, you know, 
Hallen's gone. He's not going to make it unless he wins at Alabama um, this week. And you got to get some Q1 wins. And the question is, can this team finish with anybody? You know, they'll they'll either be close, maybe a little bit behind, maybe tied, or maybe even a little bit ahead. But they can't close. And uh, they can't close on the shot clock either. It's it's pretty obvious today when you watch. Should I take out Kentucky? I mean, they're awesome. But when you watch Auburn, Bama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and now LSU's found their mojo. We have a loaded league. But when you watch them, what, what can they do the last five to six seconds on the shot clock? They can score. And you can't in, in Oxford and Starville. Um, boy, there was a little bit of flare-up, you felt like, over the last 24 hours that about Kermit Davis Jr. and whether or not he would survive. I, I think he's going to get another year. A couple of things. They don't, Ole Miss doesn't care to coming off a Sugar Bowl appearance. You know, Landon Jackson dart, and now baseball season starting Friday. I mean, it's like number eight on people's list. The You know, you got the square. I mean, you know, you can keep going, football recruiting. Um, I don't even know if Kermit makes it. I mean, not Kermit. I don't even know if Ole Miss Hoops makes the top eight on people's list. So, but the flip side at Mississippi State, I think for this year, there'll be a lot of, you know, what might have been, what could have been, what should have been as far as the team because there were so many games that were close down the stretch and you just couldn't find a way to find a W or two. Um, and so now you'll be on the hunt for, for a new coach. I think you'll lose all your roster, uh, but I, I could be wrong. Um, I mean, I really think that the new coach could come in with no players or no players of any that are really good. Um, that's just kind of how college basketball is today. I mean, don't you think that the guys that are actually pretty good on the team, that they'll all go try to play pro basketball somewhere? I mean, there's no NBA players on the team. But Molinar, Brooks, Tolu, and... Um, oh, where am I going? Oh, DJ. DJ Jeffries. I mean, couldn't you see all of them leaving? I, mean, I know they're not pro. I mean, they may be pros in... Israel or Germany or Asia or something like that. But um, where's Jackson when we need him? He should be, be, I haven't checked on these leagues since COVID. He would be able to tell me, you know, how many folded. And, and I need to do some research. Shame on me because I would just think that, gosh, don't you get the sense that like a big chunk of those teams folded because they were driven by like uh, mafia people that own laundromats in Europe and in the Middle East and Asia. I mean, that's what I always got the sense that it was a, a week-to-week thing. And, um, you know, they owned a bunch of mattress companies or laundry mats, and it, it was just a front for this, that, and the other. And that's kind of how I see pro basketball in Europe, the Middle East, and Asia. Uh, I know you can hook on with some good teams. You remember that story about Mario Austin getting trapped in Russia? That was wild. That was pre- I think that was pre-Twitter, or, or there weren't more than, you know, maybe a few million people on Twitter, not like today, right? And 
he was like in a hospital and he broke out or something. I mean, I'm embellishing this. I mean, that's what we do in sports, but, and, and he eventually got out or something. I think that was Mario Austin. Crazy story playing. Can you imagine trying to get paid by a Russian team? No, seriously. I mean, what are you going to say? Hey man, you owe me 20 grand. I mean, guys probably carrying, you know, he could pull out a, a, a gun and a heartbeat and just whatever you're, you're, you're playing in Siberia on a Wednesday night. I mean, how does that work? You know, what kind of legal action do you have? Your agents probably in New York or LA, unless they have their own set of agents that run kind of the underworld of pro basketball overseas. Maybe that's why the G league will actually be good. All right. I got off. I got off target there. Let me get back to March madness. We are loaded, and neither one of our teams are going to be in it, I don't think, unless Mississippi State pulls a miracle. But can I tell you this? March Madness is going to be unbelievable. Kentucky, number three in the net rankings. Auburn, number seven. Tennessee, number 10. LSU, number 16. Bama, number 22. Arkansas, number 33. And watch out for Florida. Number 49. Heck, Mississippi State's still, what, 54? I mean, yeah. No, they're 53. Well, they moved up overnight, maybe. Somebody lost in, like, uh, like Wyoming lost, and, and it bumped them up. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. I think March Madness is going to be amazing. We've got a great Ed Ogeron recruiting story coming up. Mike Dettelier at 830. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone, and you're listening to the Out of Bounds Show. Big Board, coming up next. What's on the Big Board? Well... The uh, big board this morning is brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries, eye care professional, eye care professionals, Dr. Kirk Jeffries. If you need uh, LASIK or cataract surgery, well, you want to go with eye care professionals and Dr. Kirk Jeffries. Two locations on Lakeland Drive, one in Jackson on Lakeland Drive, right off I-55, and one in Flowood at Bell Mead. The Out of Bounds Show is presented by Dr. Kirk Jeffries and Eye Care Professionals. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. I want to thank you for going to Apple Podcast or Spotify or Podbean and listening to our podcast. Search the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. I interview segments. Um, thought we had some good stuff yesterday on Ben Hallen. We'll continue to, that's going to be a, a story here the next six, seven weeks. Um, you still have a pretty nice, you know, I would say, yeah, pretty good group, nice percentage of fans that are uh, Hale State alums, fan base that wants to be successful. They're about to do a renovation of Humphrey Coliseum. You would like to be well, you're competitive now. Hallen has made you very competitive. But you want to punch your ticket to March Madness. You know, two out of every five. I don't know if that's realistic, but two out of every five years. 
Not that either team is ever, not that either program has ever ever proven that they can do that. I understand Rick Stansberry went to six from two thousand two to oh nine. So even though he didn't have the he doesn't have the final four in Sweet Sixteen that Richard Williams has, he kind of bottled the most tournaments. Now I'll say this too. You know, I hear all this uh chirping from Mississippi State fans about how they would take AK, which I find that fascinating because AK did a he did a good job at Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, look at it. He only had what one year in the Pavilion. Doesn't it always end up like that? You know, it's it's a grind to get something done. So he's he he has to coach and recruit to the tad tad pad, right? I mean, it's an absolute dump. And uh, and then they finally get the pavilion up, and he gets like a, a year in it. Same thing happened with Rick Stansberry. Uh, they finally get. I mean, Rick drove the indoor practice facility at Mississippi State, which is very nice. And of course, it's you know attached to the hump, and he gets a year in it, and gets run. Because of, uh, well, because of him and Bernardo and so on. But, uh, you know, AK, I will say this, Will. You know, the, the whole AK love fest right now within the Mississippi State fan base. I mean, I like like AK. He's got a cool, he's been Howland just with, he's been Howland. Same results. It's just they're more fun to watch on offense. That's it. I mean, he won a play-in game on a Tuesday night against BYU, which is cool, but never an NCAA tournament game. He won a play-in game, and and, and that was one of his uh, tournament appearances, and went again and, and got bounced. So he never won a tournament game. He won a, uh, That was a great game, 94-90. I don't know if you remember it, Will. You were probably three. But, um, yeah, it was 94-90, scoring fest. You get that. Look. You score 184 points in college basketball. That is incredible. And and they got it up and down. I think it was because... I think it was because, you know, Marshall Henderson and Moody and those guys would just shoot from the parking lot and made it fun. And there were certain nights where they where they would make a lot. But now, it was a streaky team. But, uh, but you know, they'd go through a stretch where they'd knock down a bunch of threes and beat people. And then they'd go through a stretch like anybody does, except maybe Steph Curry. And, and you know, not hit for a while. Um, but I will say this, Will. When I look at the league today, I mean, March Madness is going to be unbelievable. I'm so ready. I'm so excited. And the Final Four is right down the road in New Orleans. And that's where I went to my first Final Four, and I may have to go back. I mean, I'm going to go to the NFL draft in Las Vegas and maybe the Final Four in New Orleans all within a few weeks. I'm ready. And who's taking me to Augusta National? Let's get on the phone here. Let's let's try to do all three in one month. I've I've been to two. I haven't been to the NFL draft. We are going to Vegas. Excited about that. Uh, Unless something crazy happens, Blake and I are going. Um, But look at this, Will. Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU, Bama, Arkansas, and I think Florida are all going. Kentucky could win it all. Auburn could win it all. And Tennessee, LSU, Bama, and Arkansas are very capable of winning some games in March March Madness. 
This could be amazing. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by MRA. If you're on the fence about your child's future, call today. There is a waiting list for most grades. Call today. 601-856-4455. Schedule a private tour of the campus at Madison Ridgeland Academy. And if you got a little person, you're going to want to go ahead and get on the list or it may be it may be a while. Um, but you can schedule a private tour of the campus and they'll show you everything. All the academics and all that stuff. Um, I love Kentucky, Will. I mean, they can play. We know that. They're playing for a number one seed. If they get a big win this week, which, I mean, I think everybody's looking at that going, this could happen. Uh, they could punch their ticket. Auburn, awesome. Tennessee, man, those four guards are filthy. Two of them look like they're 15 years old and they're ballers. They are. Those guys can handle the rock, and they will hurt you on the bounce. And, dude, that is what the, that's what March Madness is about. Again, they can score as the clock shot clock goes five, four, three. Bottom line is, do you have dudes that can put it in the hoop? LSU's found their mojo again. They lost it. Ole Miss took advantage of that a couple of weeks ago. Mississippi State drew the wrong day. They found their. It looks like they found their mojo. I know they're Jekyll and Hyde, just like the American Gangster, but uh, who is Will Wade, their head coach? But they've got some dudes. Bama, Bama can shoot it from the Mississippi River to the Hump or the Pavilion. Seriously, I mean they don't even. It's not even the parking lot when the bus stops. It's from the hotel. They, their range is from the hotel. Um, and then Arkansas, they've got some players. Florida, they're okay, but they're 49 net ranking. So, you know, Michael White may be able to pull this off, but he needs a big dub down the stretch. And somehow Ben Hallen's Mississippi State Fighting Bulldogs are 53rd in the net rankings. I mean, you should have already punched your ticket. It's just like one, you know, one of these wins in the last couple of one win in the last couple of weeks. And like you're sitting at 47, you know, 46, and feeling better. Um, Will, you think they can win in Tuscaloosa? I didn't think so. Uh, out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. They just don't have the dog in them. Good kids. I think it's some of the best kids Ben Hallen's had. And they play, they don't, it's not like they're, I mean, they play hard. They just don't have that dog in them that you have to have the last three or four minutes of the game and the last four, five, six seconds of the shot clock on possessions both on defense and on offense. I'm getting a lot of heck no on Andy Kennedy, and then I'm getting a lot of love fest. I love it. Bring it. Tell me who you want. Sean Miller? He and the American Gangster can uh, split a place on 38 as they rip through the SEC. Rick Patino, What was that guy we were looking up yesterday? Matt McMahon from uh, Murray State. The other dude at the mid-major, they say he's going to South Carolina. You're going to have Georgia open, South Carolina open, Mississippi State open. I don't think Ole Miss is coming open. We are the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries and I Care Professionals. That's I Care Professionals. SEC Insider Hit.
coming up next. Good morning. Welcome in. Goodness gracious, y'all are all crazy and I love you. Good morning, welcome in. Holy smokes, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I'm going to throw you a curveball. You ready, Will? It's opening day Friday for the Rebs and the Dogs. Swayze, duty noble. Holy moly. They moved up that game another hour. And uh, in Stark Vegas, I don't know if the Rebs did, but uh, hey, why not, right? What time are people going to get out there? 8 a.m. Tito's vodka, Bloody Mary, 8 a.m. Throw some deer poppers on the on the grill. Uh, I had a friend, a neighbor, who did deer poppers for the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! I mean, I we had them several times last year in the left field because I've got this crew of dudes that know how to cook. Good Lord, he did deer, uh, deer, I guess, ribeye and uh, cream cheese, which I'm not a big fan, but when you mix this thing together and a jalapeno, holy moly, just unreal. Um, we did shredded chicken nachos at the house. Uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. It really was. Um. Very much enjoyed that. Wendy bought these great jalapenos. Um, and, you know, I never I never ate jalapenos my whole life until uh, um, I think I was like 40. Yeah. And then the last few, kind of like coffee. I never had a cup of coffee until I was over 40. And now the last few years, I love some jalapenos on, uh, you know, sandwiches, burgers, um, obviously in red beans and rice, nachos. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, I did a little last night, so it was Valentine's, right? So, you know, I really wasn't going to fight that battle. You know me, I can't wait in line for anything. I know it's terrible. I really understand my weaknesses. As you get older, you have to. Um, Sometimes you want to run, but anyway. Um, So, anyway, I get home yesterday, and I go and get my steps in. Right? It's a beautiful day. So I get on the levee. I start thinking about all these weird things, right? Like I do it most every day. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? You know, have I accomplished anything? You know, all this kind of stuff. And I get home and I'm like, hey, you mentioned getting, hey, Wendy, you mentioned getting a to-go order. Do you still want to do that? And she went, well, we've got salmon in the refrigerator. And I was like, winter and I've got welcome home beef fillets in the back fridge and she was like don't go anywhere I was like done I went and opened a Dos Equis and started that whole deal and it was fabulous a beautiful afternoon to be on the water on the lake and I thought it was a home run meal now let me back up prior to that I, I went and got Wendy and my daughter some really cool gifts so that was a score I found this local shop that I love um, and, and headed over there and knocked that out. So I thought it was all in all, it's just been a really good food day. Uh, I'm sorry, two food days. Oh, and then we went to a party on Friday night, which was uh Friday night porch party. We'll tell you more about that. Um, that's a really cool deal. Had some amazing food. 
Um, in fact, Henry, our friend and partner on the show, um, he cooked some amazing fish that I guess he had caught down in Cocodry or somewhere in that area. And that was fabulous. And some other goodies. So I went to reunion. It was not a pineapple party. It was just a very, just wonderful people celebrating on a Friday night and having a good time. So I have been very social. And now I, I'm going to Starkville for opening day. Well, what's at, at some point, I got to unplug. This has been like a four or five week run here. Um, these people that do this on a regular basis are loco. All right, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone is brought to you by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds show, Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. Speaking of a company that wants you to get up and get up on your feet and walk 30, 40 minutes a day and uh, exercise, that is Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. Um Evidently, I've, I've struck a nerve, and I, I seem to do this. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. We'll have Mike Dettelier at 8.30. We may talk about the American gangster, Will Wade, uh, LSU's basketball coach. We, we may talk about, I don't know how much I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, but NFL draft, see, to me, the Matt Corral, Charles Cross thing, that's like a big old ribeye for us the next six weeks, right? Um, no, 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 no. Ten weeks. Right, and if if we pull this thing off and go to the NFL draft in Vegas, which it looks like it's ninety nine percent, Blake Mania and I, then that's going to be off the chain. Can you imagine that little dude out there? As as much as he loves the NFL, I mean, I'm so happy when this when this group called and said, "Do you want to go to the NFL draft?" I'm like, "Does the American gangster want to pay players?" Yes, I want to go to the NFL draft, uh, and I hadn't been to Vegas since 2013. Um, it was a final four weekend, but, um, so yeah, I want to go and how cool is it that it could line up that Matt Corral and Charles Cross are top 10, top 20 picks. And we're all excited for our guys, not counting some other dudes, Sam Williams, Martin Emerson. I mean, it could be a fun couple of days as far as the NFL draft force Ely. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on here. Um, but here's what. But this story that is tied to, because Ogeron will always be tied to the Southeastern Conference. And let me, let me transition here. I know I'm a little bit all over the place today. Um, you know, Blake's the co-pilot. Sometimes he can keep me in, you know, in between the ditches. Sometimes I'm going, woo, where are we going? Um, but Eddie O was on, he coached at Ole Miss, LSU. Y'all know the drill, Tennessee. Heavy, heavy SEC ties. It's weird that he's not in the game anymore. And I wonder if he can stay on the sidelines. We talk about that with these coaches, even those that have millions of bucks in the bank, like Mullen and Ogeron, and Urban Meyer for that matter. But can can you can you do a little TV and hang? Or do you have to jump back in the 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 17 hours a day, grinding, recruiting 17-year-olds, dealing with third-party flesh peddlers, name, image, likeness, and, and everything else. And, and then the monster of if you're in the Southeastern Conference, not only the greatest league in the country, but, but by like 5,000 miles. So Eddie O, who is the gift that keeps on giving, was on Dan Patrick. And they were asking him about like his best recruiting story. And it's centered around Adrian Peterson, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. 
and, and, and was a great player at Oklahoma, obviously, and in the NFL. And this is Ed Ogeron talking about how he was trying to beat Bob Stoops in Oklahoma for Adrian Peterson. Who broke your heart? Is there one that stands out? Oh, Adrian Peterson. Oh. Man, I loved him. I loved Adrian. Oklahoma better offered a better package no, to him. It, it, this, this is a true story. We go, we go down to see Adrian, me and Pete, and uh, his mother ran track at, I think it was at Houston, wonderful lady. And Adrian and I had a great relationship. He loved Pete Carroll, but I felt like he and I were very tight. One time he says, Coach, I went to school. He says, Coach, I want you to follow me. I couldn't, I couldn't drive with him. We went 30 miles. I said, I don't know where we're going. We stopped at this little country store, and he bought a gingerbread cookie. I couldn't buy it for him for supper. And then we went to a basketball game. And we sat in the, sat in the, in the gym, and I said, what are we doing? He said, you see that guard right there? I got to play him next week. Coach, come and scout him. How about that? <laughs> then he, I said, well, Adrian, what is the key to getting you here at USC? He says, Coach, well, Bob Stoops, my dad is incarcerated. Bob Stoops won't see him. Well, me and Pete Carroll tried to go get him. And to go see him, they wouldn't let us in. But Adrian said, Coach, my dad is be able to watch my games where he's at. Well, if I go to Oklahoma, I tried to get the guy transferred to Los Angeles. <laughs> Wait, you Could tried you... to get Adrian's dad? <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> How does that happen? Uh, I competed. <laughs> I competed. Couldn't get it done, but I competed. Is that amazing or what? Should we all go home for the rest of the week after that? Is that? I love Ed Ogeron. Thank you. I mean, come on. So they're at the height of winning at Southern Cal, right? I mean, they're just coming off of Carson Palmer and that they've got Matt Leinart and some dude named Reggie Bush and just all these great, great players out at Southern Cal during that time. And they're trying to land Adrian Peterson out of Houston, Texas. And Eddie O and Pete Carroll, who have major star power at this time, I mean, they're wearing the, you know, the Trojan pullovers, USC, Southern Cal. We've got Snoop Dogg on the sideline and everybody else. And they're trying to beat Bob Stoops, who, let's just be honest. I mean, Stoops is kind of like watching sheetrock dry, right? But a great guy, but doesn't have the pizzazz and the stuff of an Eddie O and Pete Carroll, right? Very animated, big personalities and all that. And they go in, they're talking to him, then they drive 30 miles with him and they're going, or behind him, they're going, where are we going? And Adrian Peterson is scouting a team that obviously his high school is going to play in basketball. And he stops and gets a gingerbread cookie. And as much throwing down in the street as Ed Ogeron's done the last 30-something years in college football, he couldn't buy it at that time, right? And, and then they're sitting in the gym, and he's like, what's the key to getting you here at USC? And Stoops in Oklahoma had already visited his dad in federal prison and figured out a way for him to watch Oklahoma games. And, and, Will, this is before the media rights that we have today. 
So I'm, I'm thinking what that meant is, you know, you can get five or six games for sure, Mr. Peterson. Um, and the best is Eddie O and Pete try to go visit him in prison, and he can't get in. They can't get in. So evidently Stoops, I don't know, Stoops knew somebody, an Oklahoma alum knew somebody within the federal prison system, judges, I don't know, attorneys, whatever. Um, but that's awesome. And the fact that Eddie O tried to get him transferred to Los Angeles, you think Adrian Peterson was one heck of a generational talent? I mean, that guy, you can say what you want about Eddie O. Does he know how to call plays? No. Does he know how to put together an offensive game plan going into a game week or a defensive? No. But does that guy understand how to, and this is still very, very important within any, any football, basketball, baseball program or business. Because everybody's got to wear their hat, and if you're good at it, go. Ogeron knows how to evaluate talent, and he knows how to recruit, and he knows how to go big game hunting. And uh, can you imagine if they'd add Adrian Peterson to that already stacked roster out at Southern Cal at that time? Unreal. And Oklahoma didn't win a natty. They did not win a national championship with with, uh, Adrian Peterson. Stoops had won it a few years before, in his second year, kind of out of nowhere, you know, with Josh Heupel, who looks kind of like Stetson Bennett the fourth, you know, looks like the dude that's a social chairman for uh, for Fiji, and so um, that is a great story. I want we wanted to share that with our listeners. I know some of you saw it either on YouTube or Twitter or whatever, but what a great conversation is Ed Ogeron was on. Dan Patrick going after Adrian Peterson, the things that you will do in recruiting. And uh, it goes to show you that even Pete and Eddie O lost some recruiting battles during that time. But um, a gingerbread cookie. How about that? I didn't, Will, if you'd have told me about that story, I never would have thought that a gingerbread cookie would have made it into that recruiting story. Awesome. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds show. Let's go to the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Um, so that's a good question. You know, where will Matt Corral go and what team? What if he goes with the Giants? What if he lands with the Giants after Eli spending all of his career in New York and winning two Super Bowls? That would be nuts. But look, there are a bunch of teams looking for QBs. And something else you have to ask is, you know, will the Houston Texans continue to throw up on themselves? Are the Detroit Lions going to stay with Jared Goff or look at somebody new? Especially when you have to pay them, Right? Do the Lions go, hey, this Matt Corral kid, we like him. We'll let golf play one more year, and then we're out. We're going with Matty Ice. I don't know. Giants have two picks. Jets have two picks, but, you know, they they drafted Zach Wilson out of BYU last year. But as you look around the league now, Will, you've got Tampa Bay, Houston Texans. You've got, I mean, what are the Cleveland Browns going to do? Um, what are the Saints going to do, and what can they do? Dennis Allen, I don't envy you. I know you're making a ton of dough, but not only are you following Sean Payton, no Drew Brees. Uh, Matt Ryan's getting up there in age. 
Oh, Carolina. Is, is Carolina sold? Why would you be? Why would you be sold on Sam Darnold? Matt Corral in the NFC South, but not with the Saints? That could be a tug of war for Ole Miss fans. Obviously, we have a ton of Ole Miss fans who love the Saints. The Archie-induced tie plus just proximity. You have a bunch of Mississippi State fans who love the Saints. But think about what the Carolina Panthers, they need a QB. Tampa Bay needs a QB. The Saints, the NFC South is real weird right now. Saints, no QB. Tampa Bay, no QB. Matt Ryan getting up there in age. But still, he's still capable of beating people on Sunday. But the question is, how much longer does he want to go? He's made a fortune. And how much longer do the Falcons want him? Um, And then the Carolina Panthers. I could go to all four teams in the NFC South and go, holy smokes. Other, I mean, Atlanta's okay. Do you have any confidence in Carolina, Tampa Bay, and the Saints right now? Yeah. And then you kind of go up the eastern seaboard. What's Washington ever going to do at quarterback? Exactly. What are the Browns going to do with Baker Mayfield? Houston Texans, Denver Broncos. What's Aaron Rodgers going to do in the offseason? If anything, what's Russell Wilson going to do in the offseason? If anything. And where's Jimmy Garoppolo going to end up? Who wins that sweepstakes? That, you know, who 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 jumps in to, because Jimmy G can win you games. Saints, Buccaneers, Panthers, some others. I don't think anybody wants to go to the Texans, so you have to be drafted by them. Like, if you're a free agent, you're not, you're going to a franchise like New Orleans, who's won forever, even, even without Sean. Tampa Bay, who's proven they can win. Well, heck. Carolina's even been to a Super Bowl in the 2000s and some playoff appearances with Cam. So they've proven they, they can at least play in January. Had the Texans a little bit, but not much. And they didn't do anything when they got there. Matt Corral be interesting. And Charles Cross is on fire on these mock drafts because he plays the left. I think they look at him and they, they think he hasn't scratched the surface of what he could be. That's that's what I think with Charles Cross. He had a good year this year. They won four. I mean, you looked at that team. How did that team go seven and five? Uh, exactly. How did the Mississippi State team go seven and five? I will give Leach and the staff a little bit of credit on that. Maybe a lot. I mean, that defense, Zach Arnett had nothing to work with. See, TJ thinks that 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 Carolina's picking Charles Cross. Why would you do that if Corral's on the board or Pickett? I mean, are you are you riding with Sam Darnold? I'm riding with Matt Corral. The way the game is played today, we just saw it the other night and the last few weekends in the NFL playoffs. The way the game is played today, Matt Corral fits the NFL like a glove. Perfect. Now, Charles Cross, I mean, I agree with TJ that he's going to go high. Value of position. This guy, this young man's going to be super wealthy out of the Pine Belt area. Um, And he played well this year. And look at all the reps he got, Will, as far as pass blocking. I mean, that's all you do in the air raid, pretty much. So for the last two years, I mean, he honed his skills. Because you look at what the NFL's doing. 
Plus, he's going to get stronger and a little bit bigger. Very rare for a kid to have to put on weight in the state of Mississippi. Usually have to take off weight. And Charles Cross, you know, had to had to gain weight. Unfortunately, he couldn't play day one under Moorhead. I think he was an early graduate. What were they doing in their strength and conditioning program? Watching Netflix? I mean, from, from January to August, you can't put 20 pounds on that kid? I don't understand. I'm confused. Live in the Bank Plus studio. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We'll have Mike Detillier at 8.30. Mike, Mike D. will stop by, and uh, we'll talk some NFL. And I'm we're going to talk about the Ed Ogeron story with him. I know he knows a 1,000 of them, considering they grew up in the same neighborhood and have known each other forever. But that recruiting story with Eddie O. was fabulous on uh, Adrian Peterson. Let me switch gears here a second, get back into March Madness. If you've listened to this show at all the last 17 or 18 years, I can't remember how long we've been on, you know how much I love it. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like Mississippi State is going to make it. Obviously, Ole Miss has been out for a while. I think Kermit Davis Jr. is getting another year. Um, I'm pretty sure of that, unless they want to unload some ducats. Um, and, that, you know, again, that's a school that's just not that interested in hoops. Mississippi State, on the other hand, is pretty committed considering we're in the Sun Belt. And they're about to do a whatever. What is it? $70 million deal? Well, I don't know. With construction costs skyrocketing the last year. Could be a lot more than that. Um, They're about to renovate the hump. Ben Hallen is still on the bubble. But they can't seem to get a Q1 win. Their net ranking is at 53 but how much confidence do you have them winning against in Tuscaloosa against Bama to get that Q1 win? They're running out of time. And Will brought up a good point because I've, I've, I've been talking about how the guards haven't done what they were supposed to do, like Shaquille Moore and Rocket Watts around Molinar. You know, Mississippi State doesn't have any shooters or scores. Um, but... Will made a great point. Bo, maybe it's Hallen's offensive philosophy or lack thereof that has stunted their ability to get into rhythm and flow of the game on the perimeter and start to shoot it and shoot it and shoot it. Now, granted, Rocket Watts hasn't played that much, Will. Um, you saw that that Hallen flip-flopped the roster over the weekend with Watts and Moore. But when you can't throw it in the ocean, seriously, when you can't throw it in the ocean this day and age in hoops, you, know, you could get get away with that 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You know, you could big east somebody, right? Win 51 to 49 all the time when I was glued to the TV, Georgetown, Nova, Seton Hall, you know, all that. Um, where's PJ Carlissimo in his sweater when we need it? Um you can't throw it in the ocean. Alabama can shoot from the hotel. They can shoot from North River in Coleman Coliseum. But I'll tell you this, the SEC is loaded. Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU, Bama, Arkansas are all going. And Florida's got a great chance. March Madness is going to be amazing. And I just realized it's going to be at the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. Back in a second. 